As a teenager, you were controlled and confined by what others demanded and expected of you. In your 20s, you were consumed by what others thought of you. In your 30s, you realized you were still conflicted by what you truly thought of yourself. But now, in your 40s and beyond, it's finally time to live fearlessly, fabulously, and fully you. Let's go. Hey sis, welcome to In the Middle with Myra, and I'm your host, Myra Rollins. Hey ladies, welcome back to In the Middle. I'm so glad you chose to join me again. Uh, I am talking to a friend today. Oftentimes I'm talking to people I know, but today I'm talking to my friend Tish Davis and I am so pumped about that. Hey Tish. Hi Myra, thanks for having me. You are welcome. So I don't know if y'all can tell because I'm cheesing ear to ear because like I said, Tish is my friend. We have been um, doing life together. We met in a um, couple small group and she hates when I tell this story, but um, I liked her when we first met. Right, Tish. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure the feelings were mutual, Myra, but it's okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tish, I don't know if that's true because everybody loved me. But, but let me tell y'all what had happened. Tish was like pregnant and came in with like pregnant mama face on and all that kind of stuff. And so um, she often says this. She says that her husband, Isaiah, makes their friends. And she keeps them. And that is honestly the truth. Because no matter what I felt about Miss Tish the first time I met her, I have come to literally love her because she's so intentional about friendship. And um, I just appreciate that. They move um, often because of her husband's, um, at first it was military, but then now it's just with his um promotions with work and they've just been blessed to um, have consistent um, growth in um, her husband's um, occupation but it has made them move from time to time but she is just so intentional about no matter the distance just being so great about sewing into friendships so thank you Tish it has been a pleasure knowing you as well Myra Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get you about that feeling mutual I'm gonna get you but hey listen One thing I know about Tish is that she has not always been into fitness. She has was initially a person. How would you describe it, Tish? Like, did you like to exercise? Were you did you grow up athletic? Did you play volleyball in school? Just tell me about your pre-running days. Um, I always tell people that my pre-running days, the best way to describe my athletic ability. Um, would probably be being in marching band. And, and we all know it does not take a in ounce of athletic ability to be in marching band. It takes endurance, though, for the heat and all of that. Um, I would not consider myself to be athletic in any way, shape, or form. And I absolutely, absolutely hated running. <laughs> so what changed from the I hate running to I love it and it is my fuel? Um. It's funny because I had a friend going through some personal issues and 
in dealing with her issues, she decided that she wanted to go running. And I'm the friend she chose to call to, to join her on this journey. Um, what's crazy about this is, like I said, I am not athletic. So I was kind of shocked and surprised that I was the one that she felt the need was going to help her with this. Um, <laughs> but over time, what I found happened is um, I joined her thinking, okay, we'll do one or two 5Ks. Neither one of us are athletic. It'll kind of fall off to the wayside and we'll go to the spa or something. But what happened is over time, it kind of evolved and a 5K turned into a 10K, which turned into a half and so on. And over time, I just really realized that I really hadn't given running a fair chance or myself Mm -hmm. at that. So it's something that's kind of stuck around. Okay, so um, two questions combined. Um, What is the longest distance that you've run thus far? And then when did you start running okay um I started running about six years ago um, okay the longest distance I have run so far has been it's a combination of two things individual wise a 50k which is about 31 miles uh, I did what? that uh, I know and that and when I think about it now I'm like girl was I crazy but um a 50k which is 31, like I said. And then I also have participated in something called a Ragnar. And a Ragnar is is where a team of 12 people run 200 miles over a two-day period and someone's running nonstop. So those are my two distances that I've done so far that probably have been the longest. Okay. So we just celebrated with you your um, 40th birthday this year on Leap Year. And it was an amazing time. So if we subtract six years from that, you started running at 34. Yes. Uh, yes, right. that's cool. all right. Mm-hmm. So let's speak to women because, you know, like, you know, our podcast is about is talking specifically to women around 40 and above. Um, is it something practical to start running at our age at like 40 and beyond? Is it safe? Is it recommended? Um, and Mara, I would say it is. Um, I was reading this book called Fitness After 40. And one of the things it talks about is about how 40 is a vital decade for us and it can make or break the next 30 years of our life. And one of wow. the things it talks about is um, getting our fitness in in check right now in, in the 40s so that 50s, 60s and 70s can be better for us. And one of the things it talks about is um, maximizing this decade by doing four things it talks about. Flexibility, developing flexibility, um, aerobic exercise, something called carrying the load, which is about resistance training and then developing equilibrium. And that's something as simple as standing on one foot while you brush your teeth. And what running does, running fulfills that aerobic um, exercise component of that. And by doing that, it'll help us to set, keep our minds sharp um, later in life. It'll help us become less injury prone with like falls and things of that nature. So 40 is the perfect time for us to get involved in something like running or any other type of exercise that can kind of help us with the next couple of set of years of our lives. So I say running is perfect. Ladies in the middle, did y'all hear that? This is the perfect decade to start your running journey. Um, Okay, so what would you say to ladies who say, but my knees hurt? (laughs) Um, here's the thing. A lot of people believe that running, um, makes your knees bad, but in reality, it's other factors that lead to your knees being bad and not necessarily the action of actual running. Um, obesity is one thing that can kind of contribute to that being overweight, um, 
not having the proper shoes on when you're exercising or just proper form and things. Um, running itself has been shown to help actively strengthen your joints, improve your ligaments, um, help with the um, prevent the development of osteoporosis later on. So in, so in regards to that, I would say to them, it's not necessarily your knees that running messes up. There are other things that you need to get in check that might be affecting that. But running itself is actually a really great exercise to kind of help your body. So what if I am overweight? Um, the, the thought of running while being overweight, whether it be slightly, but especially significantly seems overwhelming. So what would you say to those women who have quite a bit of um, weight to lose and the thought of running is just, it seems almost impossible? I would say start slow. Um, I think we all have our vision in our mind of what it means to run. And running can come in many different forms. Running may be during what we call intervals, which means I may only run for 20 seconds and I walk for a minute. Um, so if you're overweight and obesity is something that you're battling, start slow. It doesn't always have to be a, a, a jog in the beginning. Running can be something as simple as a walk-run ratio of I'm walking this amount of time and then I'm going to go into a run. And over time, as you lose weight, then you can kind of pick that up. The thing about uh, running that's so great is it burns lots of calories. A typical hour of weightlifting only burns about 300 calories, whereas with running, you can burn twice that amount. So if obesity is an issue that you struggle with, running could be a means for you to help get in a better shape to be able to, to take your running career on further. Exactly. I mean, because I mean, you're talking our language. I mean, burning 600 calories in the workout. Yeah, that I'm, I'm sign me up for that. <laughs> but what about the other like little random factors? Like I hear a lot of women say, and it's happened to me too. When I run, I itch. Um, and, and there could be, there could be a million things that cause that. It could be the sweating that happens. Um, one thing I say is, is that always try to figure out, like, it could be something as simple as your sweat reacting with the detergent that you wash your clothes in or things like that. I think those mm -hmm. things are, and some of it is a mind game as well. Um, so it's just trying to figure out what things might be contributing to that. Like what may, may be causing you to itch? Is it the sweat? Is it something that you could change with the detergent you wash your clothes in or things of that nature? Um, those are things that are easily fixed and shouldn't deter you from running. It really right. should Okay, so what I heard you say, Tish, is that my mind might be playing tricks on me, and I really don't want to run, and my, my body is making a manifestation of what my mind is really thinking. <laughs> yes, because here's the thing, Myra, 90% of it is mental, 90% of that, and if you can get your mind in check to, to kind of get over the, oh, keep an open mind about it, and you get your mind into it, the other 10%, which is the physical part, will come naturally behind it. So a lot of times it's just overcoming the obstacle or, or the thought you have in your mind about running. And once you do that, the rest is the easy part. Right. So, you know, you and I have run a couple of races together and we, you know, swap stories. And so I, too, enjoy running. Um, but I've always been decently athletic. So me transitioning into running wasn't a big leap. But for women who, like you, weren't really into it and hated it, like what would be something encouraging or just a mindset shift that you would um, extend to them to help them transition into running? Um, I think 
um, like I said before, I think the key to running, becoming a runner is understanding to have an open mind about it. I think when we think about what a runner is, a lot of us think about people like Allison Felix or Usain Bolt, those naturally fit, or even people <laughs> like you who are those naturally fit athletic people. Um, and then there are those of us who have to work at it. And that's okay. I tell people all the time, especially athletes that I work with, that running is a journey. And, and this journey looks different from for, for everybody. So my journey may be intervals where I'm doing a lot of walking and maybe a little bit of running, um, whereas your journey may be you can go out and run nonstop. The key is what I found in my years of running is my body was far capable of doing far more than I ever gave it credit for. Mm. And, and when I opened my mind up to the possibility that it was something that I could enjoy, um, I've, I've accomplished so many things that I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever be able to do. And my friends and family will tell you, I'm not the person that they would vote on to be, you know, the most athletic person. I'm not the person they would vote on that would run at 36, go run a marathon for their birthday or go run a 50K. When I said 50K, people was like, are you serious? And that's because I've never considered myself to be an athlete, but I feel like with proper training and commitment and sticking to a routine, anybody can become a runner. I really, truly believe that. Anybody has the ability to be it. Running has allowed me to find the inner athlete in myself. And I feel like there's an inner athlete in everyone if we just give ourselves the opportunity and the chance to kind of explore it. I love it. I love it. There is an inner athlete in all of us if we just give our chance, give ourselves the chance to explore it. And I like when you said that running um, actually opened up doors in your mind um, to other things that you that it gave you the courage to explore. So that's great. So now tell me specifically about, I heard you mention earlier, like the um, it, itching could be because of the clothes you wear. So you kind of went into a little bit about the gear. So what are some basic starter gear that I would need? And you even mentioned shoes. So what are some things as a new runner you would encourage me to buy? As a new runner, really and truthfully, that's one of the great things about running. There aren't a lot of things that you need to get it done. It's, there's not a lot of equipment needed. You just need a really good pair of shoes. One thing that I always recommend to new runners is visit your local running store um, and talk to them. Different runners have different issues that they face. Like, you know, you, we talked about you itching. Well, mine could be my issue is when I run, I tend to roll my heels in in the back. So guess what? I need a special kind of shoe that kind of helps support me in that. So as I'm running, I don't get injured by rolling in inward like my feet roll. And so I always tell people, you just need a really great pair of shoes. That's it. And run, uh, running stores can help you figure out what that is that you may need and what type of shoes. Because each shoe is going to work a little bit different for different athletes. Um, I prefer to run in either Under Armour or Brooks shoes, but that's because I need stability and support when I run. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's just something that a runner should keep in mind. But other than that, there's no other real equipment that you need to run. Gotcha. Yeah, that's true. Because um, I just recently, my husband and I started biking and the cost of a bike. And then you have to get um, if you want to do clips and not clips and a helmet, it gets really costly. But running, just get you some good shoes and hit the pavement. So <laughs> that's it. Anywhere, anytime. Yep. So tell me like um, the pros and cons or just the benefits of running outside versus on a treadmill. Um, I think when it comes to running outside or running a treadmill, it's going to really depend on your personal preference. Um, for me, I can do three or four miles in, inside on a treadmill, but after that, it gets kind of monotonous to me. And so I need to be out, have the fresh air. 
Um, one thing I will say is it's a difference in the type of um, like for me, I overheat. And so being outside is better for me because I have the air to breathe. Kind of it's a little bit more fresh. The, the scenery changes for me. Um, but some people prefer to do treadmill run. A lot of people who have the fear about their knees getting messed up from running prefer treadmill because it's not as hard as an impact on their knees and say running on asphalt. I prefer to run on asphalt just because I like the way it feels when I'm running, but it just depends on your personal preference. Um, it just depends on what kind of person you are. Like if you like being outdoors, then outdoor running is probably going to be the better fit for you. Um, whereas some people don't mind running 10 or 12 miles on a treadmill inside. It's just Ooh. preference. Okay, good. So now just taking it a little bit personal, tell me about your first race, that 5K, and then transition for me to that 50K. Like okay. what were your thoughts and experiences and all of that? Okay, so when my first race was um, March 23rd of 2014, it was, a, it was the Publix 5K in Atlanta. It was the first time I had ever ran three miles. And this is before I really truly had, learned how to train my body and condition my body and so my goal was I was gonna get out there and run and so I remember I got started but girl somewhere around mile one and a half I started to lose my little the gas in the engine and so I started (laughs) so then it became let's just finish but the one thing I will say though even though that race kind of I wouldn't say breakdown but I did kind of feel my body kind of feeling the effects of the run probably halfway through um I was so excited because it was one of my greatest accomplishments because here I was somebody who thought I would never, ever be able to run a race. And here I had, I had completed it one. I had made it and I lived to see the other side of it. Um, (laughs) It's funny because then my friends like, she got me because she was like, this 5k, this is all we supposed to be doing. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to hang my shoes up my first and only race. And she's like, let's do a half. And so we signed up for our half and, um, even though I remember that race not going well, um, I still didn't properly train for the half. So my first half was a struggle for me, too. Um, I had just recently moved across country to California and I flew back to Georgia for this particular race. So I was jet lagged. So that was one thing I hadn't properly trained and ran past eight miles. And, you know, a half is 13 miles. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what was going to happen after eight miles. <laughs> None. Girl, a hope and a prayer. I was, Lord Jesus, please help me make it through. I was tired. <laughs> I was ready for it to be over. And I remember turning the curve and my friend had left me because she has long legs. So her stride is much bigger than mine. And so she had finished and I was coming to the end. And I remember looking at this stranger and I told her, My friend fooled me, but I am never doing this again. This is it. <laughs> she was like, Girl, my friend lied to me too, and I'm done. And then next thing I know, I went back and when I left that race, I felt determined. I was like, look, if I'm going to do this, I got to do this right. I got to train properly. I got to hydrate. I got to learn how to hydrate myself. I got to learn information about what helps my body kind of endure when I hit that that wall at, say, um, two, eight miles and nine miles. And so I was determined to figure out what it was. And I just wanted to do it again to prove that I could do better than I did the first time. And so over time, what I found is it just kind of transitioned. Um for my 36th birthday, I decided that after all the halves and the 10Ks and 5Ks I had done, that I was going to take and bite the bullet and I was going to run my one and only marathon. And so I trained for my marathon and a friend came to me and said, well, hey, you're already training for the marathon. You're at 26 and you're going to do Ragnar because I did my marathon um, at the end of February. Two weeks later, I did Ragnar, which was a 200 mile race with my team. And she said, you're already up in mileage and training. Why don't, what's another six miles? You can do it. 
And so, well, she's you like, know what? I'm gonna stop you right there because I can tell you what another <laughs> six miles is, <laughs> honey. But go ahead. Time. <laughs> so we were already up. When you're training for a marathon, there are two plans of thoughts on it. Either you run up to like maybe if a marathon is 26, so either you train up to 24 miles. And it's just about building endurance and time on your feet. That's the key with marathon training. So for the for the for the 50k, people were like, "Well, how about you just go over in mileage and training, and then you'll be there for the 50k." So we went the 26, and then we went over a little bit more, maybe like 27 ish, just to have the time on our feet. And we thought we would be ready for it. I will say this: <laughs> most 50ks. Uh, most ultra ultra is this is the shortest amount for an ultra race you can run a 50k is and so 50ks and uh, most ultras are going to be rural areas they're, they're not going to be on pavements they're going to be trail races mm. and i tell people all the time there's a big difference between a road race which is pavement and a trail race and i didn't know that so as much training as i had done and as good as i felt after my marathon those six miles broke me off and that is all honesty <laughs> Because it was a different terrain. It was a different trail. It, it took different equipment. I had to have different kind of shoes. Mm-hmm. I had to wear different socks. Stuff that a trail, a, a normal road runner like me, I wasn't aware right. of. On a 50K, uh, unlike regular road races where you know you have checkpoints every two to three miles for water stations and things of that nature, on an ultra race, on a 50K, checkpoints usually come anywhere from every eight to ten miles. Oh, Lord. So... Hold on, hold on, because I've only run a half. So you're telling me the next time that I see replenishment of somebody checking in on me, a water station is seven to eight miles apart. If not longer, depending on the setup. That's like being on a road trip and they're telling you next road, next, what do you call that? Rest stop, rest area. (laughs) Exactly. So and so one thing I will say is during this 50K, I ran it with a couple of ladies who had j- also ran a marathon as well leading up to this. Um, and one of the individuals we ran with, because it's basically like, it was like running in the desert. That's the best way to describe it. No mm. trees, no covering, loose sand. Um, one of our teammates got heat exhaustion. We had to mm. run three miles to get help for her. Oh my God. She got stuck on top of a mountain. You know, you just like, all the work that you did to convince my sister that she could run, you just set yourself back. Like, but here's the thing. Five steps. But but did you listen to what I said? There's a difference between a road racer and a trail oh. runner. And some people are trail runners, and ultras are perfect for trail runners. But even after that, do you know how many races I ran, Myra, after that 50k? As much as that how 50k many? took out of me, I have done probably over a dozen races since then. Because it didn't take mm. away that desire to run. I know for a fact now I'm not a trail runner. I know for a fact now I'm not an ultra runner. And that's okay. Right. And that's part of the journey of learning to run is figuring out what it is you like and you don't like. I think my sweet spot for me is somewhere around a 10K. Can I do a half marathon and do well at it? Yes, I can. But what's that one little spot that those mileage where I really enjoy it? And that's going to be the 10K for me. Some people love right. halves. I love 10Ks. And, you know, like part of maturity is not always having to experience things for yourself and you learn from others. And so, Tish, I do not have to experience a 50K. I have learned from your journey, honey. 
And you know what, Myra? You might get out there and love a 50K. You might get out there and be, feel like it is the greatest thing ever being out in nature, being on the trail. If you like trails, you may love it. And you know me, I love trails. But honey, one thing I've told myself is that I will never be one of those people on one of those little white carts being toted across the finish line. So I'm not going to chance that on that 50K. <laughs> <laughs> and see, and there you go. You might be the 50K rock star. But the one thing I will say is, is this. I can say I've done it. Um, you and can. that's the one thing and I tell I'm people, so proud of you. And that's the one thing I tell people about any distance of running. A lot of people don't realize, a lot of people don't run. There are a lot of people that have never ran a half marathon before or even ran a 5K before. So any type of movement at all, is is to be rewarded you know what I mean like you don't have yours may not be the 50k you may never run a 50k but the fact that you've ran a half before that's a that's an amazing feat Mm -hmm. I mean that's kind of how I feel about it right I love it no and so speak to um you spoke a lot about just your personal journey and that transition but Um, your love for running has now turned into a career for you. And so you are a certified running coach. So can you speak to why you would recommend someone wanting um, to hire a running coach? Um, One thing I would say is, is that, like I mentioned before, one of the things I learned is it takes training, dedication and commitment in order to, to, to run long distance races or, to be effective at it and not get injured. So one thing that a running coach does is running, most resources online are gonna be generic based kind of programs or information. It's gonna say, you need to do this number of miles or that number of miles. But the one thing that those programs do not do is take in consideration one, you as an individual. Like where's your Mm -hmm. fitness level at? Um, Or it, it doesn't even take in consideration your specific goals. Like you and I may be running a race and we may be doing the Couch to 5K program online, which is one of the programs that's really popular. But your goal may be to finish in two hours, whereas mine is I'm just trying to finish. Well, guess what? Our training plan is going to need to look different in order to achieve those two goals. And the other thing is you said that you have some athletic background. I don't have any. So to tell you to go out and run for five miles is a little bit different from telling me to run five miles. You know what I mean? So the thing about a running coach is a running coach is going to be able to help kind of tailoring your training plan and what you need to do in order to make sure it fits you and helps you to be able to achieve the goals you're looking to work towards. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is that different workouts are going to get you different goals. So we talked about that. Another key for a running coach is a running coach is going to help hold you accountable, consistent, and motivated. Because we all know we're all going to have those days where we do not want to run. We do Mm -hmm. not. But knowing that there's someone that's going to be there that's going to check in with you, say, how did it go? Help you figure out, okay, what do I need to do to change this so the next 20 miler that I do may not feel the way this one felt. Somebody just kind of check in and gauge things for you. That really makes a difference. The other thing that running coaches can do is help you train in a way that helps you prevent you from being injured um mm-hmm. one thing i would say is is when i first started running i just was running there was no method <laughs> to my madness and what i found is i was tiring my body out i didn't realize that i needed to stretch before i ran i just thought i could just go out there and run no there's a process to it i need to stretch my body and warm my muscles up and then time to And also, 
we all hit those plateaus in our workouts and our routines and running coaches will help us figure out what it is that's kind of got us stagnant and help us figure out how to move past that. I think there's a coach, running coach by the name of Coach Hamilton, and he says the best the way to sum up a running coach is, is that the right coach will push you when you need to be pushed, but also wise enough to rein you in when it's not needed. Um, yeah. And so I think that's the importance of a running coach is, yeah, but there's some little things that running coaches and, and, and kind of information that running coaches have that we can kind of help make that journey a little bit more beneficial to you and where you're trying to go. Wonderful. So Tish, tell my listeners um, the name of your company and where to find you on the um, internet, social media, or wherever. Okay. Um, the name of my company is Ironic, and it stands for, um, and the premise behind it is, it's kind of ironic that I'm running, because like I said, I'm not an athlete. Um, and it's and it's the tagline is, when a non-runner takes up running and falls in love and goes from 0, 0.0 um, miles to 0, 0.0 excuses and so we can be found on facebook and on instagram under ironic um and um i can be reached um, my email f- for contact if anyone's interested in speaking with me it's going to be ironic i r u n i c 29 at gmail.com love it and i am so excited to have you um let my listeners in on a special promotion that you're giving them. So go ahead and let them know about that. Okay. Um, for any of Myers listeners that are interested in finding out more about running, or maybe you've been on the fence where you've been thinking about, it. I might want to try it, but you're still unsure about it. I would love to do a 30 minute consultation with anyone to kind of talk through some things and kind of give you some ideas on where to start or how to get started or any answer, any questions that anyone may have about running or anything that Myra and I didn't get a chance to cover during this time together. That is so wonderful. So I just encourage any of my listeners in the middle to definitely, um, if you have even an inkling that you might want to try this running game, Tish would be an amazing person to start. Because again, um, she's just by nature a person of care and intention. And now that she's um, gone deeper with this as far as a career in running, I think she would be a perfect coach for anyone considering this. And um, I just wanted to let the listeners in on a time that you and I almost lost our friendship over running. (laughs) I know exactly what Rachel friends say. And you know, today I was looking at that medal and I thought about you. (laughs) (laughs) So, as I said, Tish and her husband have moved to some beautiful places, and one of them was California. And as Tish mentioned, um, every race and every terrain is different. And so I had not really trained for heels in the race that I decided to fly and um, fly to California and run with her was all heels. And at the end of it, like, who saves the heels for the end of the race? (laughs) Like, who does that? So um, I almost died in California running on a hill. And I told her husband, because I saw him on the trail, I was like, you better get your wife before I do. Because if I see her, I'm a killer. (laughs) But Myra, was there not wine at the end? Hey, I will run for wine. I will will run for wine. And listen, I will tell you this. I was I was up there when she came to the finish line and she talking about this hill, but she was looking strong when she was coming up this hill. She might have been saying some choice words, but she was looking pretty strong when she came around that corner and up that last hill. Girl, you know, there's cameras at the end. So I, I got to <laughs> stay camera ready, even if I got to fake it. <laughs> 
All right, Tish, thank you so much. It is always so great to talk to you about anything, but um, specifically when it comes to our journeys as just um, us being on this physical fitness journey together. I'm so glad to share you with my listeners and um, make sure to check her out at Ironic. And remember how cute the spelling is. Spell it again for them, Tish, so they can know. It is I-R-U-N-I-C. Um, and like I said, Come on out and let's excuses and get some miles under your yes, belt. Yes, ma'am. You have another race planned anytime soon? Everything's been canceled. I was supposed to, I was supposed to go to LA um, for Nike. Nike had decided. I don't know. A lot of people may not know this, but Nike used to have a race every year and they canceled it. Well, this year they were bringing it back and it got canceled due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And so that was the last race I had on my books to kind of run. And I'm hoping to get to Seaweeds, um, Seaweeds, which is up in Canada oh, wow. next year. But mm-hmm, it's a yoga slash running kind of event. So I'm excited about cool. that. Well, all right. Well, listen, don't let um, COVID stop your journeys, ladies. There's lots of things that you can do virtually. Um, so definitely, this is actually the perfect time to start running because we have more time in our schedule. It really is. Um, so yeah. So again, ladies, remember that um, getting older with style and grace ain't easy, but somebody got to do it. Why not us? And why not you? And choose to make it a great day.